Hi, it's Connor Svensson here, founder and CEO of Web3 Labs, and this is your week in enterprise blockchain and protocols on Monday, the 25th of October, 2021. Highlights this week are the Italian fashion group OTB joining the luxury Aura blockchain consortium, Jaguar Land Rover looking at blockchain for their supply chain, Cosmos are launching a Canary network, IOTA is launching smart contracts, and Polkadot launches a $770 million dev fund. Italian fashion group OTB has joined the Aura Blockchain Consortium. They're basically the fourth founding member here. Other members of the actual blockchain include LVMH, Prada Group, and Richemont Cartier. We've spoken about a number of these actually joining this blockchain previously, but certainly seeing them joining here just shows how much traction this blockchain is getting within the luxury goods industry. The actual platform itself was created first in 2019. The focus here has always been about anti-counterfeiting enabling customers to ensure that their products are originals. You know, we all know in the luxury goods market, especially with things like, say, handbags and coats and other designer goods, counterfeits are rife there. And so you know, that, that was where it actually came from. But then in more recent years, too, the, one of the objectives that has come into the fray was sustainability. And what they want to do is ensure that there's more transparency around the sustainability aspect of where these, these products are coming from. So it's certainly also testament to this broader kind of view out there with people right now about wanting to ensure that materials being used for these goods are being sustainably sourced and so on and that the supply chains being used to manufacture them are ones where people aren't being exploited and so on so it's definitely a good step forward there with these luxury brands a medical services company called mds mexico has started launching a rapid covid19 testing services and they're actually using blockchain there to verify the results they have a digital platform that allows patients to access results and these are updated in real time and then they're also delivered using a QR code that can be used to verify the results to access the patient's vaccination history on their blockchain. We've seen similar things such as where I'm in the UK where you have these QR code based mechanisms where you can show a QR code to demonstrate you've been vaccinated for COVID-19 but certainly in the UK they're not using blockchain behind the scenes. Uh, Whether other jurisdictions follow suits uh, it'll be interesting to see but it's definitely a place where there, there is a logical argument for it as well because it gives you that actual proof that it's come from a verified source. The other angles here too as well is depending on the actual health system of the country that you're in because in, in the UK for instance you have the NHS and so it's like a you can think of it as a very much so a centralised uh, public health service and so when they claim something to be true then there's kind of one well trusted body or entity there that's doing it but in other jurisdictions you essentially have multiple you know providers who are especially so private in the case of the US and so a blockchain based technology that actually plugs into a number of different providers could be very effective there. The blockchain platform Cosmos, they're launching a new blockchain called Sagan for testing and experimentation. So this is something that came out during like a quarterly event this year, but they're going to have this Sagan network, uh, which is obviously a reference to Carl Sagan, who's a famous American cosmologist and it's it's going to be a canary network so canary network is sort of research and R&D network. The idea is, is that you can actually trial things before they go live on the main platform. So the best the best known one that's actually out there right now is Polkadot's Kisama network, which has been going for quite a while, which has its own cryptocurrency. It's important though to you know, keep in mind that Canary networks are not test networks. The actual cryptocurrencies associated with the Canary networks 
have real world value, whereas test network cryptocurrencies, so in the world of Ethereum, for instance, you have the Ringby and Ropsten and Grayley networks. These have their own test cryptocurrencies that don't have any real value. So these canary networks, seeing like another one of the big blockchains come out with one, one starts to think whether this is going to be more of a trend because given the challenges of updating the main networks when there's significant amounts of value locked into them, it's quite good to have an environment that provides place for more rapid experimentation there. One of uh, HSM's stores called Mitty Garden in Berlin, they, they're going to create a clothing rental service using blockchain. And so what they do here is they use IoT and blockchain to track rented clothing. And so they, people can actually rent clothing from five to nine uh, euros per item per day. The intent, though, isn't just to be able to track origins here, but it's also so people can actually you know, share what they look like when they were wearing specific items. So it's um, good, good to see that they're adopting blockchain here to see where it goes there wasn't any mention of anything with nfts there but you kind of wonder if, if people are going to be taking photos of them wearing specific garments there could be some sort of you know fun tie in there uh, the iota foundation they've announced the release of the beta version of their smart contract functionality the idea here is that it'll just get more people to start using the iota network the foundation as with many of these blockchain foundations they focus on open source research and development initiatives to drive wider adoption and so one of the key things that they're doing here here though is providing interoperability and standardization through support of the Ethereum virtual machine so that people can actually write smart contracts using Solidity that is the main kind of programming language on Ethereum. But the point here that IOTA are making is that it's a lot cheaper to execute on their network and they have arguments about the scalability of it. But more broadly though why this is fascinating is because Ethereum is very, very popular. This is where DeFi, NFT, and you know the, all that sort of activity is really exploding there. There are other chains out there like Solana, which are gaining some traction there, but still nothing has the sort of mind share of Ethereum still. And so what you're seeing now is a number of these other blockchains, rather than trying to compete and reinvent the wheel, they're actually saying, hey, well, we'll make our blockchain Ethereum compatible. So you can just take your Ethereum code and run it up on top of our network. So it's more that whilst the Ethereum network is still after the Bitcoin network the the largest one globally it starts to become an interesting take here because you've got all these different protocols starting to vie developers and companies onto their blockchains by saying hey we're Ethereum compatible so the EVM is almost starting to emerge as this you know, standard for blockchains on a, the, a number of different protocols to ease transition to them. So it's, it's, it's definitely significant news in that regard. Polkadot uh, have announced a, a $777 million development fund. This is something that uh, Gavin Woods, their actual founder, made public. But the intent here is that they want to throw lots of funds at um, you know, helping to build, improve and educate people on Polkadot and help grow the overall ecosystem and anything else that people think is valuable. And so this is, as we're seeing with so many different blockchain protocols, they're all creating these huge development funds because they all recognize that there's a lot of development and you know activity that needs to happen to increase the the adoption and make it wider with all these different protocols so it's it's a very chunky fund though that and so definitely a good opportunity for people to get involved with that protocol the car manufacturer jaguar land rover has also shared that it's trialed blockchain for their leather supply chain uh, traceability and also looking at the carbon footprint associated with this they've been using a blockchain startup called circular of which they're an investor in and what they 
want to do is just provide greater transparency about the, the leather supply chain across across the globe. And so this was uh, in part funded by Innovate UK, who uh, fund these sort of R and D projects as well. Jaguar Land Rover, anyway, certainly see this as a, a good a good opportunity to uh, you know, get involved more with blockchain. The Associated Press have partnered with Chainlink as well, and to put basically journalism on the blockchain because the Associated Press is uh, responsible for a lot of fact-based and trusted information. Uh, they, they see this as being valuable information to actually put on a blockchain because it's coming from a trusted source, so to speak. And so by Chainlink actually creating an oracle for this, it just ensures the news that is, is going out there as such as press releases and so on is actually legitimate. So it, it seems like a logical extension there to what they're doing. Also, a company called uh, Internext, that's uh, Inter and then NXT, they're pushing their decentralized cloud platform. So what, what they have here is it's it's another decentralized file storage system, kind of like what you see with Filecoin, except what they're looking at here is they're really trying to position themselves as an alternative to Google Drive and Dropbox. So more coming at from that, you know, more user accessible angle where, you know, it's just like a familiar API and uh, here's like a, you know, file storage that they can just use on their computer. But behind the scenes, they're ensuring that people's personal privilege and data ownership is not um, compromised and so what they're using here is zero knowledge encryption with this actual data there so it ensures that uh, the information that you're storing on these platforms cannot be shared or viewed or whatever else that's all we have for this week in enterprise blockchain and protocols if you're interested in DeFi, crypto or nfts please check out, out our other week in blockchain updates also if you'd like to find out more about the people that driving a lot of this blockchain innovation that I speak speak about, do check out our Blockchain Innovators podcast, where I speak to individuals who've made significant contributions to the blockchain ecosystem, find out what inspires them, get their thoughts on the latest industry news and events spanning crypto, blockchain protocols, DeFi, NFTs, DAOs, and IoT. Thanks, and I'll see you next week.